0: Chapter 10 of Tea Its Mystery and History. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. Tea Its Mystery and History by Samuel Phillips Day. A Cup of Tea. What should mainly commend itself to our attention at the tea table is the quality of the infusion this is the crucial test if the leaf be genuine the proof is ready at hand if otherwise the proof is equally apparent no matter how skilfully the leaf may be prepared to deceive the eye the pleasure of our morning and evening meal is much enhanced when the infusion is fragrant lustrous pleasant to the palate and soothing to the nerves such covetable results however cannot be realized by those who influenced by a false and flagrant economy, are led to purchase so-called cheap teas, noxious mixtures that in all probability have already done duty in Chinese teapots. A lady of our acquaintance, while in the act of pouring out the grateful beverage, recently remarked, half apologetically, what a very poor color this tea has, either it must be uncolored or else the Chinese have not put sufficient coloring matter on the leaf. To the inexperienced this remark naturally suggests the observation do the chinese really add coloring for the purpose of giving a deep color to the tea in the cup be reassured then gentle reader and understand that the terms colored and uncolored are used to distinguish betwixt that tea which is painted or faced with mineral powder principally prussian blue and plumbago and that which is pure and free from any such prejudicial embellishments a deep rich semi-transparent infusion is always obtained from good and pure tea but for this popular air respecting the colour of tea i should scarcely have trenched on the precincts of the tea-table that forbidden ground where the housewife is universally regarded as the very model of perfection and where her power for the time being is admittedly supreme the chinese whatever may be the character of the nefarious arts to which they resort to make the best of a bad commodity can and do send us supplies of good tea but then a fair price must needs be paid for it such consumers of the beverage as are willing to procure genuine tea and not lay out their money upon redried re-rolled and doctored tea leaves would do well to exercise judgment by selecting only those descriptions of tea that have been carefully plucked in the early spring when the leaf is small and imbued with the richness of the shrub juices let but such a commodity be supplied perfectly uncolored and the perfection of human art is attained when the foolish fashion of the age required tea pretty to look at then the chinese in deference to the public desire and for the increased profits of those concerned colored or faced the leaf In conclusion, I may honestly aver that it is owing to the efforts of Messrs. Horniman that this reprehensible practice is fast falling into disfavor with the public. The enormous sale of the firm's pure tea by some 4,000 chemists at once testifies to the high approval it has realized for its combinedly strong, delicious, and invigorating qualities. End of chapter 10 End of T. Its Mystery and History by Samuel Phillips Day.